0: You are now listening to Bigfoot and Beyond, featuring the OG Bad Boys of Bigfoot, the Dr. Heckle and Mr. Jive of Squatchology, the Chip and Dale of Bigfoot, and I'm not talking about the cartoon. Please welcome your hosts, the Bigfoot celebrity couple, Biff Klobo, better known as Cliff Berrickman and James Bobo Fay. Good morning, Bobo. Hello, Cliff. Are you getting excited for the Great Florida Bigfoot Conference?
1: I'm getting pumped for Florida. Who thought we'd get a break from the heat by going to Florida in July, coming from the Pacific
0: Northwest? Yeah, when when, when we booked this gig a couple months ago, I'm thinking Florida in July. Man, that is going to be sweltering. But you're right. It's actually going to be about 10, 15 degrees cooler than up here in the Pacific Northwest right now. Crazy times. (laughs) Crazy, crazy times. But yeah, we're headed to Florida um, on the 10th for the Great... Florida Bigfoot Conference. It's going to be in Lakeland, Florida. It's, uh, it's it's being organized by a group called Gather Up Event Entertainment. And if you want tickets, you can go to gatherupevents.com and then look up the event, the great Florida Bigfoot Conference. You and I are going to be there, of course, but we have other Bigfoot folks in tow as well. Stacey Brown's going to be there. Robert Roberts, Robinson's going to be there. David sidati I don't know this gentleman. I, maybe I met him, but I don't think I have. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a great event with uh, exhibitors and vendors and talks and just Floridians everywhere. Florida man's going to be there, too. He's making an appearance. Lots of
1: Florida men will be there. Yes, he's going to clump into the rafters above the stage and swing down on a cable mic and uh, pants. I don't know. <laughs> something crazy.
0: Whenever never read about Florida Man in the newspaper, it's always something cool. I love that. That's, that's become a meme. You know, I've always liked Florida in general because it, it's kind of like the Wild West, but in the extreme Southeast. Um, anything goes there, a lot of unusual things happen. I just love the weird crimes and the whole Florida Man meme. I just love the whole thing. On top of it, it's super squatchy down there. It is a jungle, literally.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I was blown away when I went up to Mayaka. It was like, my gosh, like it really is like the Yellowstone of the southeast. I mean, it was, I mean, if, you know, flat, swampy ground. It was
0: beautiful, and and the the reports. I mean, they're they're all over the place, and the habitat's excellent. In celebration of the Great Florida Bigfoot Conference that Bobo and I will be appearing at this coming weekend in Lakeland, Florida, we thought it'd be a good idea to pull out a Finding Bigfoot episode. And of course, we chose a Florida episode. And of course, since Stacy Brown is going to be appearing at the same conference with us, we are going to do the episode where we investigate the Stacy Brown footage, which I don't know about you, Bobo, but it is by far, I think, probably the best um, Sasquatch thermal footage that I've seen. Um, it's clear. It's, it's not very many frames, but it is clear, and it is obvious. It is either a Sasquatch or a person. And based on our on, on-site investigation and further work that I've done on my own, it can't be a person. It just can't be a person. People don't come at that size and shape. Nope. it's
1: it's definitely not a person. It is absolutely a Sasquatch. And it's only the best thermal video recording only because mine failed two years ago in Louisiana.
0: Like I said, it's the
1: best one out there. <laughs> <laughs> that was and being there, like having them just describe the whole thing, you know how it ran and being at the spot in the dark, like they were. It was like I, you know, you could just imagine it all. And then seeing the size of the trees and the the gap it stepped through, it's it's just. I don't see anyone can deny that that's a Bigfoot. I mean, what, what can you say to things like seven foot nine? That's the average you came out
0: with, like, right. Well, I mean, I, I have a range because of the distance, you know, it is between like the very, very smallest size. It could be is somewhere around six and a half, six foot 10. Um, and the largest it could be is around nine feet. Um, the most likely true size is somewhere in the middle and it's in the seven foot, seven, eight foot range. Um, as far as I'm, I can tell that's my best guess based on the numbers I've crunched. Um, and again, if you want to see any of these numbers and you want to crunch them for yourself, um, all my data is on my website, com. I think you go into research or something. I just redid the website. So, it's a new format and stuff. Hopefully it's a little simpler and a little more streamlined for people. Um, but yeah, go check out the, the data that I collected at the site, um, and the numbers I crunch. And if you come up with a different number, if you find some sort of flaw in my thinking and logic, by all means, contact me and let me know. Uh, I've been putting this plea out for years, and so far, nobody has contacted me and shown me that I'm wrong, that I'm, I'm waiting, I'm hoping to find out that I, I could have done something better. I'm not one of these big footers that's going to get all butthurt about being wrong. Um, please tell me. But yeah, please go check it out. Uh, and of course, this episode we're going to watch today, we're at the location, um, and you can kind of see for yourself. But hey, Bobes, have you had a chance to watch uh, Stacey Brown's video, uh, The Skunk Ape Lives? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's really good,
1: right? Yeah, I was – I mean, he had no budget. He'd never done that stuff. I mean, he'd
0: done a little bit of it, and he put out a good movie. Yeah, when I heard the title, I was thinking, gosh, Stacy, couldn't have chose a better one? And, of course, Stacy, you're probably listening to this, and I'm so sorry I even say this. do like follow yourself. Well, <laughs> <laughs> ourselves. Um yeah, I mean, I, I, when I heard the title, I was thinking, what's this going to be about? But it's really good. It's really good. And it largely centers around, of course, his footage. Now he, he didn't take the footage. His father took the footage and his father's now passed. Um, but, but what I didn't know at the time was that Stacy Brown Jr. was videotaping his father as his father was videotaping the Sasquatch. I just found that so fascinating. I was kind of like, that was one of those things where you
1: just like scratch your head, like, dude, how could you not have told us that? You know, like, like in the course of hanging out for like
0: almost a week, we never heard that. I was, when I heard it later, I was like, what? Like, how did we miss that? Yeah, maybe he did tell us, but there's so much information going around. Who knows? But it was so neat seeing his father see the Sasquatch and how, how concerned he was at the time. Um, I thought it was really, really cool. And I'm not saying this because I'm in it either, because I don't get a penny for doing it. I didn't get a penny. I've just did it for Stacy because he's a friend. Um, but I talk about my analysis of it. And of course, seeing that video of the actual foot. Imagine having a video taken by Bob Gimlin filming Roger Patterson as he filmed the creature. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing, you know, really, really interesting stuff. Well, anyway, yeah, that's something else to check out. And of course, the Stacey Brown Jr. is going to be there. So let's watch the Stacey Brown um, episode of Finding Bigfoot. Um, now, you can watch along with us. And what we're going to do is we're going to be watching this on the, the Discovery Plus platform, discoveryplus.com, or you probably have it on your smart TVs, um, all that sort of stuff. To find the episode is, I believe it's season five, um, according to Discovery Plus. Although I'll tell you guys, yeah, seasons don't mean anything they don't mean anything as far as i can tell because some of these seasons were a long story but anyway season 5 and the episode is called best evidence yet so we'll give you a moment or two to find that. And for those people who don't have Discovery+, Plus, you can, maybe you have the, uh, the the episode somewhere else on a DVR somewhere. It shouldn't really matter. And of course, for people who don't have a TV in front of you and you're just driving to work or something in the morning, we will do our very, very best to be as descriptive as possible of what we are seeing as we watch it. We've only done one other of these episodes. We watched the Georgia dash cam video and we got a lot of really positive feedback. Um, and some people, of course, didn't like it. And that's okay. You know, it's not for everybody, but a lot of people were sent us some really interesting, constructive, uh, I'll say criticism, but really suggestions about how we can do this better. And I'd like to invite all of you to do that again. The best way to do it is sending it to our, our uh, email address, bigfootandbeyondpodcast at gmail.com. Um, our admins get those, and they convey the main messages to us, uh, Cliff and Bobo, so we can try to improve our game to try to improve the listener experience. So if you have su- – oh, sorry, I'm at the museum. The phone might ring occasionally. But if you have suggestions of the way we uh, any way we can do this kind of episode better in the future, please email us. Bigfoot and Beyond Podcast at gmail.com and let us know how we can improve our game so you can enjoy our podcast even more. At various times throughout this podcast, we're probably going to pause and talk just for a few minutes. Um, And so when we do that, we're going to end, we're going to pause in the same way that we start. Um, I will count down, or Bobo will count down, depending on who's doing the pausing or starting. Three, two, one go. And when we say go, that either pause it or you start it. And that way you'll be more or less within a few seconds um, of the same, ep- same part of the episode as we are. Everybody understand? I don't hear anybody saying no. So I'm assuming that's a yes. Okay. Bobo, are you ready to roll? Yes. Okay. Here we go. It's our first test, Bobo. If you can do this, then everybody can do this. All right. So here we go. I'm at zero, 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 zero timestamp and um looking at discoveryplus.com. The Stacy Brown episode, Finding Bigfoot, Best Evidence Yet. Three, two, one, go. Whoa. It is a little louder in my earphones. Yes. But here we go. Yeah. So, you know, I'd like to meet this announcer. Me too. Yeah. This announcer did all of our shows and I never met the guy. Hamill knows him.
1: Yeah. Moneymaker met him once too. Oh, really? Gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. I think he was a little threatened by
0: moneymaker thinking he could take his job. Well, you know, I mean, we're all a little threatened by moneymaker for a variety of
2: reasons, I think.
0: Yeah. Look at the bobs. Look at the fat bobs. That guy was cool. He was cool. I miss him sometimes. Me too. That guy was rocking. Perhaps you were slightly more huggable then. Yeah, a lot of this is, of course, now we're just going with the flashbacks from the previous uh, Finding Bigfoot episode, so...
1: Yeah, I thought we should have used those pan and tilt rooftop therms every episode. But they said, no,
0: it's, we got to have different techniques. Yeah, they, they want different techniques, but they keep the same format every episode. Right.
2: <laughs> Cut and paste every episode. Yeah, it's all right, though. It was a good show. We enjoyed it. I learned a lot. I seen them. Bobo, I have seen them. You should have said, I have seen them.
0: Oh, there's something on the hill, guys. It's finding Bigfoot. Here we go. Matt still thinks there's a squatch in these woods. <laughs> I love that his look on his face. I love all this stuff, like the, the 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 setting the scene stuff that they have to do every time, you know, where like the overhead shots and the, the helicopter shots of the forest and everything like that. So I, I love that kind of stuff. Of course, I think a lot of people like it because uh, from what I understand, a lot of people enjoy the show for the travel aspect, look, looking at places and habitats they would never get a chance to go to. Yeah, I appreciate it. The Bridges. Is- oh, yeah. Here's the Bridges
2: property, of course, with a handprint on the inside of the glass. That was scary. Bill and Carolyn. You know, of course, uh, the Bridges property is not that far away from where uh, Stacey Brown filmed the footage. No, it was like 45 minutes or something. No, I don't even think it was that far, really. It was real close. That's a Bigfoot, says Matt. North Florida. You know, um, North
0: Florida, of course, is a lot like uh, Southern Georgia. They're border states, a ton of forests in there. Um, I'm a little disappointed in my own state of Oregon um, right now. I want to point that out because I looked up the, stat, the, the stats recently, and I found out that Georgia has overtaken um, Oregon for the number two spot in the United States of America of the sheer number of forested acres Georgia has more forest than Oregon does now Yeah, I knew they were in the top five yeah Bobs you look a little dreamy here I know dude I gotta start eating more I look great <laughs> yeah all that, all that muscle in your face I was chewing a lot. Is that what it was? It was chalk. I was almost developing a sagittal crest to (laughs) get bigger jaw muscles. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I need to work out your jaw muscles to build up those zygomatic arches
2: a bit, you know, sagittal crest and zygomatic arches. Nice. It it really is a non-human gait.
1: And it was this the trip when we were there for the coldest ever temperatures on those dates in history? I don't think so. No, that was Louisiana. No, no, dude. We were in Florida. It snowed. Remember when we went out there that one night? I don't know. We'll see. We should be able to tell. Yeah, because Renee's wearing her jacket. Matt's got a long sleeve on. Yeah, because that's a thick Carhartt I'm wearing there. That was a, You're wearing a jacket. Yeah, but just my fleece,
0: though. It got 30, 31 degrees that night, remember? No, but whatever. I mean, after 100 episodes, it's hard for me to remember specific ones anymore, you know? Florida, there he is. There they are. Yeah, the Stacy's. Stacy Sr. and Stacy Brown uh, Jr. are both right there, father and son. You know, what's interesting is uh, um, I recorded a whoop at this location. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So Stacy, the Stacys are there. They're talking about the trip right now. And they were camping together as a father and son sort of team. And his dad wasn't really into Bigfoot. Of course, he just wanted to hang out with his son and kind of bond with him, you know, and then, uh, and they were, something was falling around the woods that night. If I remember right, they could hear the thing walking around and Stacy senior saw the thing up above hiding behind a tree. There it is. Yeah, I to watched it for a second, then it stepped out, and he only saw it for a, a split second, half a second, maybe a second at the most. Never saw it again. But it's one of the few ones where you got head to toe in one frame. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you get a little uh, taste of the gait as well. Yeah. Because Sasquatches, of course, don't walk like humans do. At least uh, they superficially do, but you know, the deeper you get into how they walk, it's an entirely different strategy.
1: <laughs> I keep laughing when I see myself.
0: It's like a different guy. He was. He was dreamy. <laughs> he was dreamy. Well, you know, uh, so so much time has passed now that when I watch this, it doesn't seem like me either. And I kind of like it better now because of that. Right. I can kind of uh, remove myself from the filming and all the you know the things that happen behind the scenes or whatever. And I can just enjoy the episode for what it is because that's not me anymore. God, we partied so hard on this episode. Was it this one?
1: Oh, yeah, right. This one was well yeah, Stacy got everything kicked up in high gear. (laughs) Well remember we had that bar in the lobby that we hung out at all
2: the time. Oh yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. Stacy was just screwing with Moneymaker the whole time. Now, uh, something I want to point out, a lot of people don't like this film because of
0: the lack of contrast. You know, everything's kind of washed out. But a, 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 what, what they're missing at this point is that it was raining that day, so everything was wet. And, of course, through a thermal imager, if everything is wet, everything is about the same temperature, and there isn't a lot of contrast. Dude, look how wide that tree is, and you see
1: both shoulders sticking out. Yeah.
0: Look how wide that tree is. I was bigger. I was thicker. It looked like bigger than it like thicker. Oh, uh, well, about the same <laughs> thickness, really. Yeah. It was the Bobo meter. Did you see that? <laughs> the thing was called the Bobo meter. You have a scientific tool named after you, Bobo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It was a long step. I forget how long that step is, but it's on my website
2: if you want to know. And he's totally hunched over it, her, whatever. It, yeah. Oh, a little gummy bear. Bobo, you look like a little gummy bear. I want to
1: get that tattoo of that silhouette. (laughs) A true fan will. There's going to be some crazy Florida man out there that will get a tattoo of that (laughs) thermal image of me
0: jumping. Yeah, if you love Bobo, you're going to get a tattoo of this. <laughs> and if you do that, please uh, send a picture to the North American Bigfoot Center while I do the tattoo wall we're building here. Look how sweet my hair is right there. You look pretty rad, bubs. Maximum fluff. Yeah, totally. Rocker Bobo.
1: That's why I had my sweet heavy metal Pat secret homemade hot oil treatment recipe.
0: Yeah, I used to have to go HOTs all the time, hot oil treatments. Yeah. But you'd go to Walmart to get it done. Yep. You are a big fellow, Bobo.
2: Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> I love it. <them. laughs>
1: well, they didn't show where I'm standing behind, where my shoulders... You can only see one shoulder at a time when I stand behind it. They, they cut that yeah. out, it looks like. I know. Oh, yeah, because... I can't believe that's not in here, because when you, that was critical, because when you see it, I, when I stand uh, parallel, you know, perpendicular like he did, you couldn't see,
0: I mean, you only see one shoulder. Let's stop this for a moment and pause, okay, shall we? Everybody get ready to pause. Three, two, one, pause. All right, we have to pause for a minute here to talk to our sponsors here, but when we come back, I want to hear a little bit more about your experience doing that recreation, Bobo, okay? Okay. Stay tuned for more Bigfoot and Beyond with Cliff and Bobo. We'll be right back after these messages.
2: Sonidos of our music. Sonidos of our voices.
1: Sonidos of our stories. Listen to the sounds and voices of Latin music and culture with Pandora stations like RMX, La Vida en Pop, El Pulso and Satellites. And podcasts like Ruby Rosa and more. From music to stories, all that we are is in the sonidos of our culture. Listen now on Pandora.
0: All right, bubs, tell us a little bit about that recreation of doing the brown footage at the actual site. If they left out a
1: critical comparison shot was when I stood facing you guys like it was behind the tree, I could, I could completely hide or you'd see it just maybe like an inch of my one shoulder. Like I, I could hide behind it. I mean, you can see maybe like yeah, like an inch or two maybe. And on that thing, when he was behind it, you could see like a foot each side sticking out of shoulder. Or, you know, at least nine inches on each side of shoulder. So I mean, that thing was over a foot wider than my uh, than me at the shoulders.
0: Yeah, you know, here I'm going to take a look at my website here, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that figure and the sizes that we uh, that I uh, that I determined it is. Hold on here. Let's talk about the height first, okay? Um, I, I crunched a lot of numbers for this, and I got a range. The smallest it could be is about 72 inches, which is only six feet, but the largest that I got is over nine feet tall. Now, generally speaking, when you do stuff like this, the smallest and the largest can basically be thrown out. Um, so I don't think it is six feet tall, and I certainly don't think it's nine and a half feet tall. It seems that the uh, – and I, oh, by the way, I determined the, the height using several different methods, and you can read about it on the website – um, I, I think it's probably somewhere about seven and a half or eight feet. Okay. Cause if you take the average of all the heights, um, I, and at least for one of these methods, it gives you something about eight feet tall, but it looks like it might just be a little, that's probably a little bit too big. I think it's between seven and a half and eight feet, but that's only, you know, eyeballing it as I describe in my essay too. So, but that, that step length is phenomenal.
1: Well, even without the measurements, just, Looking at me and looking at it, it's way bigger than me. And the, I mean, the hands are like, when you hear those canoe paddle comparisons, it's so evident in that thermal clip. I mean, my hands just look like little nubs. and This thing's got giant mitts, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If I was wearing like baseball gloves, that's like what it would look like.
0: Now, um, when, when it did take a step between those two trees, I measured, the, I measured those two trees, how far apart they were, 72 inches apart. That's six feet apart. It clears most of that distance. Yeah, you know? um, so the uh, the step length that I got is a bit over fifty six inches. One step, four foot eight inches. In other words, that corresponds pretty well to a lot of the other Sasquatch uh, um, step lengths recorded in other trackways as well. Yeah, a lot of people get s- mixed
1: up on step length and stride. Stride is from right. F- you take you start at your right foot, take a step with your left foot, then your next where your right foot lands again. You me- measure heel to heel, and a step is.
0: Right heel to left heel, just one step. And a stride is two steps. Right, exactly. The stride is twice the steps, in other words, right. You know, another thing I'd like to point out about this brown footage is I was on expedition at the same location just a few years before. And some really interesting things happened at literally a hundred, 150 yards away from where the, where the Browns got the footage. Um, I was hanging out with a recorder and we, I got a whoop recorded. I call it the Liberty County whoop. It's also on the website if people want to listen to it, but we're going to put it into the episode right here so everybody can hear it. Um, so Bobo uh, feast your, Oh, feast your eyes, feast your ears on this. I mean, if I heard that in the Pacific Northwest, I'd be like,
1: that sounded like a squatch. But when I'm down in Florida, like Miaca and down there in the Everglades, there were so many sounds I didn't know, birds and stuff. And then you always hear about all the escaped primates down in there. I can see why people are more skeptical down there
0: than other places about that sort of thing. Yeah, there's a little bit more to the story, though, in this case. I was uh, hanging out at this crossroads again, like 100, 150 yards away from where the Browns got their footage. Um, and I heard it and I recorded it, which is cool. You know, I'm pretty happy about that. But at some point that night, I think it was uh, right before dusk, um, some people came in and were going to go backpacking. Um, because in this particular area along the river, there's a various backpacking camp. So, so these guys walked in probably about two or three miles, maybe four. I kind of forget. And of course, some, I'm sure some skeptics are going, well, that was clearly them, right? That was clearly them whooping. Well, they didn't know we, we were there for Bigfoot. We we're just campers picnicking as far as they were concerned. So why would they be whooping in the middle of the night? But also, the next day, we were back at the regular you know, barbecue area where we're hanging out, where the people passed us the prior day, the previous day. And when they walked out, we were there. And, um, you know, we had some activity. We had some whoops and stuff. So um, we asked them, hey, did, um, did, did you hear anything weird last night? And th- their response was so peculiar. They said, you know, after we saw you guys, um, that, that you were the only thing, you know, we didn't hear or see anything. I go, what do you mean? Uh, yeah, after, after you guys came through the camp and we didn't go to the camp. No, we didn't walk that far. We don't even know where they were. They're about, you know, th- 2 4 miles in or something like that. And, well, what do you mean? So, yeah, w- once you guys w- came running through our camp, banging on trees, we didn't hear anything else. And they were they weren't very they weren't very happy with us because we ran through their camp banging on trees or, you know, or like around their camp, I guess. So, kind of peculiar I thought and they, but not as peculiar as they probably thought we were you know, running through their camp in the middle of the night, banging on trees. <laughs> I've had that happen before where people
1: accuse you know, like, or like questioning where we were camp. Like, was that you guys messed around our camp
0: last night? And it was like, no, I was not throwing
1: pine cones over at your trailer.
0: <laughs> yeah. So anyway, this area is, it has a lot of activity and a lot of history. So, um, of course we had to do a night investigation in this particular area, which is where we're going to start with the episode right now, Bobo, unless you have anything else to add. I'm good to go. Uh, I'm frozen right on Moneymaker's face. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> All right. So th- here we go. We're getting ready to push play three, two, one play. Okay. So here it is. Matt's telling us how it's going to be on the night investigation.
1: He's got his anti-snake pole.
0: Yeah, he's got his snake pole. We're doing it, bubs. We're doing it. I know. I'm getting excited. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this is it. Bobo's kind of telling the plan right now. That's a big part of the episodes you can see every time, is uh, one of us explains the plan for the night investigation every time. It's part of that subtle psychology um, that uh,
2: TV has in it, you know? And not a lot of variation in the plans from night to night. Okay, here. so we found this tree in the forest, and Bobo, of course, is uh, he, he wants to tear it
0: down, as he usually does with most things he finds. And we do. Kind of a lackluster fall, of course. It wasn't as loud as we were hoping, but it's kind of neat to tear down trees in the woods. I can see why Bigfoots do it on a regular basis. We're scanning around now through the thermal imager. Everything's real warm because it is Florida, but we're, we're, we're wearing puppy jackets, so it must be cold. Yeah, dude, it was the it was record cold that night because... None of us
1: were, like, we had every bit of warm clothing we had on because it was, it was when we checked the uh, usual weather for that time of year, it would say lows, low 60s, highs, high 70s. And we were there, and the highs were, like, in the low 40s, 50s. All right. They lost a bunch of oranges, like the citrus crop got hammered when we
0: were there. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I remember this night investigation. I remember a little bit about it. What are they hearing? Matt, here's something. He's whispering. That's the thing. You know, like we're on, we're on camera. We're kind of lost in the moment because we're really out there bigfooting, and we're, we're stuck with this camera on our face and we kind of forget about it. Oh, here's the commercial break right now. Okay. Well, um, yeah. So we kind of forget about the camera. So man, we get some dumb looking looks on our face. Or at least I do. I can't speak for you, Bobo. Never. Never. Who, me? Never. <laughs> here's the recap. You probably noticed that after every episode or every commercial break as well. I love the bow thermal silhouette. You do look good. <laughs> that would be my new logo. <laughs> you look better through a thermal imager than in thermal, thermal underpants. <laughs> I'm afraid I've seen both of those too. Yeah, that's what they were making us use the colored. Uh, therm palettes which
1: i didn't mind so much when it rains it's not so bad because then it's all one color yeah yeah i don't like the color the color palette as much i think with the with the higher frame rate refreshment and stuff it's not it's not as big of an
0: issue yeah yeah i'm just more used to the black and white with the white hot you know yeah the thermometer. so apparently matt and renee heard something going through the brush He said that it's very large. It's obviously been hanging out. But there's giant hogs everywhere, too. So you gotta. Yeah, that's the thing. There are a lot of hogs
1: in this particular area. The Bridges house down in Florida was the first time I ever encountered aardvarks.
0: Aardvarks? Yeah. Or wait, what are them things called? Aardvark. Aardvarks. Like I thought they were South American. Wait, what are the ones they have down there? I don't know. Annie, not the Annie, here's the... Well, maybe Aardvark, I don't know. I don't. I, I have to admit, I don't know a lot about Aardvarks, so maybe they're there. I don't think so, though. I'd look it up, and I'm watching Finding Bigfoot. They curl up in a ball. Oh, armadillos.
1: Armadillos, duh, that's something. I'm thinking. I remember like, I was hearing this wrestling coming out towards me, like, what, the, what is that, what is that? Then I was like, what is that? And I was like, oh, it's Armadillo. There are a lot of those out there. And they're loud, too. Yeah. Matt and Renee are getting along pretty good here. Well, they had editors. Yeah. I can I, I just love watching Matt's face, like just grit and determination and
0: frustration and he he's got the most expressive face. He does. He really does. He does emote quite a bit as well. Man, yeah, not a lot happened. We push a tree down, and that's about it. <laughs> so four or five hours of walking around in the dark was condensed into us pushing a tree down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she that closes the eyes there and do his. <sighs> <laughs> wow. Well, you know the Sasquatches aren't always there, and if it, you watch any show and they get Sasquatches every time, you know right away they're lying. So, yeah. Oh, okay, so we're set up the town hall right now. Okay, and there we go. We ought, we trudge off scene right now. And then we're getting ready for the town hall meeting. Where was the town hall in this one? Oh, uh, gosh. I'm going to be surprised. Oh, I forgot about this. We went back to the Bridges house, right? Oh, right, 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 right. To go check in with them, right?
1: I think Matt might have cut his hair right in the middle of this one.
0: It's early on in his growing out process, that's for sure. I went in for the smooch. Oh, love them. The bridges are great. Love those guys. More stuff's been happening. I wonder. I haven't checked under them in a long time. I wonder if anything's been going on. They moved. No, did they? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Had a nice house.
1: She had a really interesting backstory. Oh, I love this story. Bill did become a believer by the time they moved out.
2: Mm-hmm. He
1: sure did. This was a crazy story about the snake getting buried and then redug up. Yeah, yeah. It could have been a gifting sort of thing from the Sasquatch to them. Yeah, I know, I know people that have reported like their dogs getting re- dug up, you know, and like they bury their dog and it's laid on their porch. The next
0: thing they know, or cats or rabbits. And I'm sure I'd be too happy to find my dog dead on the porch. I, I, don't, I wouldn't consider that a gift. I know. Well, you know, maybe, a, maybe a, a horse head at the foot of your bed would also be a Sasquatch gift. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> it's all how you look at it, maybe. Oh, yeah, hearing the howls and the screams. So, yeah, we're just sitting around right now for people in the car listening. We're sitting around just catching up with the Bridges, who we did an episode with in the first season. Um, uh, they, they, have, they have property. Oh, there it is. Oh, my gosh, Bobo. I'm so sorry they put that in the episode. And of course, Bobo's going to be mad because they just showed Bobo falling down
2: the stairs, which everybody seems to love. Well, they fin- the stairs are finished there. Then the bottom two steps were gone, and uh, some producer, they were faking us. They were knocking
1: on the other side of the house. They were yelling, run, 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 run. And I was, I thought, I was thinking to my mind, there's no way there's a big right there, but I'm hearing these knocks from running on the other side of the house, and I'm running over there, and there's, there's a couple of the producers standing there.
2: And I, I was so pissed. Yeah, that's before we straightened everything out. Yep.
1: You know what else? Oh, I don't know if we mentioned it in the episode, but those bay trees, the natives had planted that place hundreds. Of, those bay trees were hundreds of years old. The natives planted them like in a
0: 20-acre area. It was their respite from mosquitoes. Yeah, uh, those kind of trees um, drive the mosquitoes away. So there's fewer mosquitoes at this location and a natural spring where everything around kind of comes a drink. That, that area has been rich with wildlife forever. Yeah. Look at Moneymaker there, how young he is. Well, look at all of us, how young we were. (laughs) Okay, so Town Hall, I remember that's like a little church somewhere. I, I see so many familiar faces, they scan around. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's kind of fun seeing all the people that we've seen at conferences and now people who are friends and researchers and stuff. I remember my back was
1: so blown out at this time. Oh, this guy.
0: He's probably about 21 now. Well, these guys are like in college and stuff now. Yeah. Yeah. Little 13-year-old boy talking. Yeah. Now he's like through college, graduated and part of the workforce. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. I get so many people like young, young men and women coming into the shop and go, I grew up watching you. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, I'm old. I know. Sorry. When we're in the South, that's one thing I like about the South, too, is that
1: oh, here we are on the quads, side-by-sides, underlit. Yeah, in the South, like, parents down there, like, if their kid, like, comes up with some fancy story about, you know, like, they some imaginary story about seeing one, they won't let them tell it, you know what I mean? They're not like, oh, you know, we'll let Jeffy just come up with whatever he wants. He can, he can have a playtime, imaginary time. He can... Say you saw Bigfoot, whatever, just humor him. Down on the side, they're like, boy, don't you lie. You know, like They'll get a whooping if they try to tell some fake
0: story. Very pr- pragmatic sort of culture. Yeah. Yeah. Town hall meetings are, I mean, everybody loves the town halls. Everybody loves the town halls. And I want to put this out there. That's because they don't actually have to attend one. <laughs> you know, because they're four minutes, five minutes on screen, but we're standing there for four hours listening to every single person in the oh, entire place. Went like six,
1: seven. Someone wants six, seven hours. Yeah, yeah. Like, we had like two thousand people in there. That's when we had to start really shortening them up.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's kind of it's that saying about you know television. The television is like sausage. Pretty much everybody likes it, but nobody wants to know how it's made. Yeah. Yeah, because people, they'd show up in the town hall, and like, there's a lot of time where you, you, know,
1: you got to switch the microphones and pause for whatever, ca- uh,
0: camera issues. Yeah, do things two or three times in a row. Oh, yeah, these guys. Yeah, I think somebody went out with these guys, right? Yeah, uh, well, I know. I was with them for a day. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that I guess you were the person who went out with them then.
1: Yeah, he was a singer for like a popular band in that area. I think the tall guy was his roadie or something, or manager. But yeah, that guy was a, made, his, made his living as, a, as a, a singer in a metal band.
0: Oh, no kidding. Yeah, that's how Stacy knew him. Yeah, Stacey was in a band at that point. I don't know if he's still doing that or not. Stacy Brown of the Big Bad Wolf with Stevie Strings. <laughs> nice. I remember because St- Stevie Strings was our... Uh, he's our fixer, right? Yeah, he's our fixer for this episode. That was great. I, guess I love that Oh, that guy. was probably the Mayaka episode because we brought Stacy back for another one. Oh, you're right. Uh, you're you're right. I was wrong on that one. Yeah, I think that was when uh, things got crazy. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, Cliff's already got a tan, Florida tan going in the winter. Yeah, yeah. But not Renee. I think Jason
0: was the shorter guy, I think. That was a pretty spot. There's a lot of beautiful spots out there, you know. Tom Powell once told me because Tom thinks there might be paranormal or something. He says, "It makes sense that these things are visiting from other planets because they always go to the pretty places. They're probably just sightseeing." <laughs> oh man, I couldn't disagre- I couldn't disagree more. But I love the way you think. <laughs> it does make sense. Sure. Except for that from the other planet stuff. Right.
2: But if they were. But if they were.
0: Okay, so yeah, you and Renee are on this investigation, checking things out. So they both saw it, a, a multiple witness sighting. Yep. Yeah. yeah, they were freaked out. they You could tell they were told.
1: That's a good reenactment. He that guy's an actor, man. He's I, he really looks like it's happening. <laughs> that's great. He's running off all his gear.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure that's how I was walking.
1: But you know, I've heard that from at least seven or eight people. Hmm. Show us how to walk, Bubs. Dude, I could barely move. I was having to drink like a 12-pack of Modelo's a, a, a shoot day just to get
0: through. Watching you walk, man, you know what it reminds me of? is watching you dance. Turns out you walk and dance very similarly. Uh, that humidity down there at that time of year was just perfect
1: for my dew. Your hair does look amazing. His looks good too, though I will say. Tommy Lee, Nikki Six, exact color out of Tiger Beat magazine from '86. That's the formula. Yeah, what, what what was the color you used to dye your hair, Bubba? Uh, it was the same color that Nikki Six and Tommy Lee did when they recorded "Shout Out the Devil." Really? So is it is it
0: called you know the Devil's Brown or something?
1: I don't know. I can't remember the numbers and all that stuff.
0: Um, Heavy Metal Pat had it. It was his formula. Heavy Metal Pat, yeah. Taught you everything you need to know about your hair.
1: Uh, I got. Oh, dude! I got to put. Up, I, I just got a copy of his high school photo, his high school senior portrait. I'm going to put it up. You're
0: going to die when I put it up. <laughs> Don't kill me, Bobes. Uh so Renee. So Renee, did she just said that. Did she just say that they're not lying, but she doesn't know what it is? Yeah. Okay. Well, does she have another alternative explanation for this, or?
1: I know, these guys are so lucky.
0: (laughs) Okay, so they saw one 40 feet away. Plain as day, multiple witness sighting, super scared, very authentic. And Renee doesn't know what they saw. (laughs) God, I feel bad for her. Yeah. (laughs) She's missing out. Because, uh, But but she, she doesn't think they're lying.
1: Right. Well, you know, I kind of get where she... I, I always thought that was a cop out of, She'd drive me crazy.
0: Oh, buzzards. Yeah, this is actually very close to the Browns' property. Oh, I'm sorry, the Bridges' property. The Bridges' property. My mistake. Yeah, when you were saying the Brown property earlier, really, were you meant the Bridges' the whole time? I, I must have, yeah. Yeah. You know, my mouth is open and my ears are closed, so sorry about that if I made that mistake, but...
1: I forgot. I forgot we had the side by sides there. It's a cool way to travel. There's the Stacey Brown footage
0: again. I can watch that over and over and over. There's the reset. Yeah, Loria, that was it. Some people might wonder why Matt always does the reset. There's a very good reason for that. It's because they record the audio later in Hollywood at the studios where the production company is. And Matt's the only one who lives in Southern California. So he was easy to bring in and cheap as as opposed to flying us down to do it. Plus, he's great at it. He is good at it. Very emotive, as I said. Is that a horse? A cow. There's just tons of dead cows on the back of this property. They just drag them out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, there's so much stuff. I just followed the vultures and found all these dead cows. Look, my flight tag is still in my backpack. I never took it off. <laughs> I had to have
1: so many of those things hanging off my bags. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's where like also they were grabbing the pigs and snapping the front legs and leaving them crippled so they could come back and grab whatever they wanted. Yeah,
0: and Of course, Tyler Bounds is filming it. We just had Tyler on the podcast a few weeks ago. We did? Didn't we? No. Oh, we will then. We will have him on. Oh, never mind. You're right. I thought we did. But <laughs> he was actually just hanging out here. We're going to have him on soon, though.
1: That's the. They're going to go meet with the little guy. He's 12 years old, not 13. So yeah, he'd be about 20 right now. I guess so, 20, yeah. 21. yeah. I guess so. I was there too. Oh, no wonder I liked him so much. I just spent more time with him than I thought. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you are. Dude, this is what I was at my all-time peak. I was about 315 Oh, yeah, that kid. He was great. Remember his brother was like the full bully? No, I wasn't there. I was camping. Oh, his brother tortured him. So he's big enough now to kick his brother's ass. I want to get a hold of this kid and see if he ever got revenge.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, if you're watching this and that's you, (laughs) Bigfoot and Beyond Podcast at Gmail.
1: Yeah, let us know if you ever got your brother whooped his butt like you were planning on. He was such a good kid. I liked him a lot.
0: Damn, I'm looking good. Good question, too, Bubs. That's 315 pounds of raw muscle. Yep. You should have peed on it first, Bob. Oh yeah, Bubba <laughs> just went through a, um, electric, an electric fence, and probably should have peed on it first to shorted it out. I'll tell you test it, see if it's hot or not. Right.
1: Yeah, they were right along those big power line cuts. Makes sense. Yeah. That's where I saw that giant one in Louisiana. Yeah, he was freaked out. Remember how scared he was when he told that story?
0: At the town hall, yeah, but... What?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was running up to the fence like I was going to jump it in slow motion, but I didn't jump into the bar, uh, electric
0: fence as, as the team wanted me to. A little disappointed that you didn't jump into the electric fence and try to clear it. Yeah. Renee. Okay. Why? Damn it, woman! Surprise, surprise, everybody! Renee does not think it's a sasquatch. Oh, it's uh, oh, it's it's his imagination. The imagination of a twelve-year-old ran away with him. Right. She sure likes kids a lot. For someone who doesn't believe them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, I do. Uh, with Renee now, on a certain level.
0: What do you mean? There's Cliff going. Oh, you're on your solo.
2: Yeah, I'm soloing out there. Yeah, because, I mean, I've dealt with so many people like
1: were, you know, digging into it more and more like they just imagined it. Or, you know, like I'm way more skeptical now, of people. And I think there is some – uh you know, wishful thinking or just misinterpretation of things.
0: Not, not, not the witnesses we dealt with on this episode, but just overall. Yeah, I would agree with that. People are lousy observers and they don't have great language skills. A lot of times to share what they've, uh, what, what they've uh, seen. Oh, a bunch of barred owls. Yeah. Barred owls. And we're actually working in a location in between the film site location, the Brown film site location and the bridges property um, the, this whole river system sort of thing. And, um, we're working that area. And I say, we, it's, I believe it was Tyler Bounds and I out there, um, filming all this stuff. So we're just kind of cruising around the land area and I'm um, doing calls and trying to find anything. It was really interesting habitat. A lot of, uh, it was kind of flat, but, um, in like other places, uh, there were a lot of deep ravines where the rivers were going through the bottom of it. And that's where the Sasquatches seemed to be moving around. Oh, we were in the Florida Alps, dude. They got up to like 300-foot elevation there. <laughs> Florida Alps. Copyright. <laughs> okay, uh, so we just heard the monkey chatter that barred owls tend to make. Um, I think a lot of people say, it sounded like a monkey, it was a Bigfoot. Well, yeah, I think it's probably a barred owl most of the time. Yeah, yeah. People really need to become very familiar with the variety of vocalizations that barred owls make, plus all the other animals in the woods that are out at night.
1: But barred owls and coyotes are—I mean, that's the
0: two right there. Barred owls, barred owls, and oh, look at that snake. Yeah, we found snakes in the trees, just laying around in the trees at night. They look like a Florida lance, or what, they look like a real one of those real poisonous non-native ones. I don't know what it was. There's a snake. I didn't get too close. It's Florida, man. Everything's out there. Everything in Florida is trying to bite you or poke you or poison you or do something. Right. Maybe not the people so much, but even some of the people. So we're picking up Cliff.
1: Oh, yeah. He had a camp in that.
0: You can see the, they have the lights in there in the back of the truck. Torea State Park came up with nothing. So we're getting out. We're going to go f- focus on a different area, essentially. This is when we met Roger, right? With the giant swamp buggy? No, that's a Mayaka episode. The other Stacey Brown episode. Oh, okay. So back to the bridges. That's when we should be talking about.
1: <laughs> Roger. <laughs> we can get Guy to that at some so point. gnarly. He had, his head was rotting off his body with skin cancer. I'll tell the story when we get
0: to it. Yeah, of course, Roger was somebody who was helping us with the episode, and he was. uh, He ended up living through all that. Yeah, he lived, yeah, he made it. Good for him. Man, look at that weather. Days like this where it's just pounding down and kind of crappy, and I'm thinking, man, we got to go out tonight. We have to go walk around in this for three or four or five hours. Ugh. I never really minded that. To, I never minded the rain, except for that it just
1: interfered with the the therm. Or if it, you know, we couldn't if it was too much to film, in, then it was
0: okay. Yeah, so this episode, I guess we're going to go out instead of walking around. We'll be in ATVs and checking checking things out. Yeah, yeah, we got those pan and tilt. Dude, that's what
1: I really want—is one of those. They're getting cheaper and cheaper.
0: Yeah, so we're now we're sitting around in two ATVs, two side-by-sides, and on the roof of each of them is one of, the, one of these FLIRs. We call them R2-D2 units, like basically a camera up on top and, and feeds into a video monitor inside the cab. So uh, one of us can drive and the other one can control the FLIR up on top, like a periscope, and then um, kind of keep an eye on things. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Pretty cool.
1: For, for whatever reason, whenever I got around Renee, I farted more. Maybe she brings it out of you, I don't know. <laughs> Apparently. Oh man, I love I love driving and therming. You and I have spent a lot of time doing that. You uh you you kinda miss uh you might miss some sounds, but now with the electric stuff coming out, it's gonna be even better.
0: Yeah, that was a narrow bridge we just went over and uh yeah. side by side. It's a good thing I'm driving and not Moneymaker. It's pitch black to us. Yeah. And even worse <laughs> because you're staring at a screen. Oh yeah, yeah, you that's when you're flirting with Renee. Look at look at her swooning. <laughs> yeah, that pretty much describes it. It pretty much describes <laughs> her mood swooning. <laughs> Does that mean throwing up in her mouth? I'm sure that's what it means, right?
1: <laughs> Dude, she was into it
0: until <laughs> I broke up with her. You live in a different world, Bobo. <laughs> All right, so Matt and I are cruising around um, a few miles probably from the bridge's house, but on the, uh, this network of roads, and we just picked up something on the Therm. Something um, bright. Oh yeah, but you can see it's four footed.
2: Kind of looks like a deer,
0: but yeah, pig or a deer. Here's the reset with MoneyMaker telling us what's going on. There it is.
1: I can't believe I've never seen a tattoo of that of that thermal clip.
2: Yeah.
0: People send me a lot of Bigfoot tattoos, pictures. Oh, they should send them to the museum. We have a whole wall full of them with all, like, you know, users submitted, so to speak. Oh, that's right. Is mine up there? No, I haven't taken a picture of it yet.
1: I better get one up there while there's still some decent real estate. I don't want to be like on the back of a bathroom door
0: or something. Feel free to send it to us. Yeah, what are we looking at here?
1: It's a deer. I honestly don't remember this watching this. Well, you're seeing it for the first time, then. So that's what's great because you can keep the. Well, you can keep the camera on it while
0: the other person goes out, and so if it moves, you got it. Hopefully. Yeah, and of course there was about a, a, a one minute delay here because I had to put that backpack on.
1: I know, dude. I used to, that used to piss me off so bad. We we're trying to. It was like, dude. You got plenty of footage of us stumbling around in the dark. We want to get a damn Bigfoot on. Like, let us just go get the footage first.
0: That's what we're here for. Right. I get so mad. Yeah, you're mad now. And this is like seven years ago or something. All right, there's a thermal shot of me screaming. He's red hot, ladies and gentlemen. But taken. The coyote. Oh, so Matt heard a response. Nice. Okay. It sounded pretty good. Okay, Matt's checking to the other team to see if uh, they heard it. I'm out in the woods tromping around right now. I didn't realize it got recorded that well.
1: Yeah, Renee's saying that can't hear. They were loud. Yeah, if that minute delay put on
0: your backpack cost you. There's, you got there too late. Yeah, and of course we're down in there, and uh, and it just started dumping rain on us. Just always dumping. when some when some when we had really good stuff on the. So many times that would happen. That was so crazy. Well, you know, Murphy's Law, right? Oh, yeah. Murphy is a Sasquatch. Yeah. Guaranteed. And part skunk ape. In this case, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This humidity is not doing anything for Matt's hair. He didn't have the special H.O.T. formula. Nope. He needs those uh, Walmart Walmart uh, hot oil treatments used to get. Yeah. Cheap and effective.
1: Yeah, it came down. That's right. Now I remember how hard it rained. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's to be expected down there, though. Well, yeah. You can always tell how hard it if it's raining hard, I have my hood on. Yeah. I don't care if my head gets wet.
1: We're turning it in. Oh, you can see the rain coming down that shot. Yeah, a lot of times we'd wait like 10 minutes in the cars
0: for it to break a little bit so we could do a closing scene. Yeah, and you know, when when it's raining and there's thunder and lightning and stuff, nothing like going for a walk in the woods wearing metal poles on your backpack. Yeah. Not exactly the smartest thing to do. So let's take a moment to listen to our sponsors for a second. We'll come back and do a wrap out here. Okay. Stay tuned for more Bigfoot and beyond with Cliff and Bobo. We'll be right back after these messages. All right. So that was uh, the second Florida episode that we filmed for finding Bigfoot kind of featuring the Stacey Brown footage um, filmed, of course by Stacey Brown senior and Stacey Brown jr. Um, has kind of continued carrying that torch because unfortunately stacy brown senior has passed away now he died a few years ago um, but stacy brown jr was there when his dad filmed the sasquatch the, uh, if you want to learn more about it you can get his documentary um, or watch it wherever you can watch it i don't know probably amazon or something like that has it the skunk ape lives i believe is the name of it it's pretty good and you know this is a pretty good episode too uh, I was pretty stoked to find out we were going to be looking into the brown footage because I was so interested in it, and to go actually go to the site meant a lot to me because I wanted to get my own personal measurements of the of the tree distances and the widths and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, um, and of course, visiting with the bridges as well was pretty cool because we hadn't checked in with them for a couple of years. I went down. We finished
1: the South Carolina episode or North Carolina episode when we got done. I went down and visited them because I drove back there, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, man, I just that place was so awesome. They,
0: they let me stay in that little cabin down below. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember that. They had a little separate cabin.
1: Nothing happened when I was there. I was only there for, uh, you know what? I was going to be there for a week and we got a call that we had to jam back and I had to get back to LA right away f- because they had to do some emergency, emergency editing. Cause something went wrong. Like something like one of the cameras, had, the audio had broken on one of the cameras when we were out filming. So We had to go do all those pickup lines and then, we had something else. It might have been we had like some press conference or something to do in LA. I can't I can't remember what it was. But so then I I was going to be there a week. And I ended up staying one, you know, maybe two nights. and I had a jam out, and then I couldn't stop at all the spots I wanted to stop on the way back. I just hauled butt, and I realized I wasn't going to make it back to uh, California in time to drive. There was no way I was going to make it driving because I was I was going to try to push through. And so I stopped uh, Rich and Rachel. He was our supervising producer for like half a season, and Rachel was his wife. She was our fixer for many episodes so i stopped in louisiana dropped monkey off with them and then flew to la and then flew back uh there a couple days you know i just did a quick turn and burn in la and then flew back and grabbed monkey out of louisiana and had a a nice trip back the rest of the way sounds
0: complex that wasn't too bad monkey wasn't (laughs) digging it though not for not for bobo's life no (laughs) (laughs) that's a simple day in bobo's life and of course, all you all you guys listening out there, these are just the stories that we can tell. If you want to hear the real stuff, you got to come. To, you got to come to the, um, the the Great Florida Bigfoot Conference on um, July 10th, and you can hear the real stories from Bobo and Stacy Brown directly. Stacy's going to be in attendance along with Robert Robinson and David Cidati. Um It's going to be a great. I think it's going to be a fantastic um, conference. Um, I I'm looking forward to doing my presentation. You're going to be talking Bobes? What are you going to be talking about? Ah, uh, mishmash. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to hearing your presentation because it's always good for uh, some memories and some good laughs, and also real solid bigfoot stuff on top of it. So, um, yeah, great Florida Bigfoot Conference, July 10th. If you want tickets, go to GatherUpEvents.com and then choose the you know the Great Florida Conference, and then there you go. And we'll see you guys out there. And Stacy will be there and Bobo will be there and other researchers and lots of Bigfoot people in general, vendors, all that jazz. It's going to be a great one. And so I'll see you guys out there.
1: Yeah, it's going to be fun. See you down in Lakeland, everybody. All right, Cliff, that was fun. Brought back some memories. And uh, if we don't see you in Florida, we'll see you next week on the next podcast of Bigfoot Beyond with Cliff and Bobo. Thanks for listening. Like and share it. And until next week, keep it squatchy.